Hey guys, happy new year. I am super excited to help you plan for 2022 today. But before I do, I just want to ask a little quick favor. If you wouldn't mind throwing up your favorite podcast of mine on your social media, texting it to a friend, maybe sharing it with somebody else. Um, that would be so helpful because I am really intentionally trying to expand my audience and serve and help as many people as I possibly can. So if you think this is going to be valuable to somebody, please share it. Please share it. Please share it. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And then also, if you are not part of my newsletter, please pop on to gainingmyperspective.com. Check out my blog there and be sure to get on my newsletter. I only send one out a month, so I'm not going to bombard you, but I can't wait to have you in the loop. Let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around because we're going to laugh and we're going to learn. And above all else, we're going to gain perspective. Happy New Year! Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh my goodness, I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. I hope that it was filled with all the things that you wanted to fill it with and none of the things that you didn't want to fill it with. I would say mine was 50-50. So much of the things I love to stay in my pajamas all day, I succeeded at doing that. However, I did unfortunately spend like mm, two hours in bed with really bad vertigo out of nowhere and not able to lift my head off the pillow. So that was not welcomed in my Christmas. However, it was short-lived and my dear friend rushed on over and brought me some medication that her husband who had recently had vertigo had taken and it really saved the day. So I'm grateful for that. Was able to get up and coach dinner being made which I'm sure everybody really enjoyed me coaching from my recliner and uh, was able to eat. So that was good. We recovered. We watched Family Vacation, National Lampoons, of course. Great time. I will say there's just something about 72 degrees outside that doesn't feel very Christmassy at all. And yes, I live in Tennessee, as you know. No, that is not normal. Last year, we had... I remember Christmas Day was the was a high of 30 degrees because we gave our children some outdoor things and they wanted to ride the outdoor things and it was just so freezing cold, especially once you were in the motorized vehicles whipping around in the cold wind. It was freezing cold. So to have a nice warm day was just, I guess my husband was thrilled. I was not so thrilled. And of course, if you watch the weather, we had some really bad... Um, tornadoes and weather in this part of the country earlier in December because of the unnaturally warm temperatures and apparently we're supposed to have a little bit of more coming up this week and then snow on the second so I don't know I might be uh, convinced this week in climate change but don't hold me to it because you know what I need if you are a climate change believer I would love to interview you because I just want to know, like, there's, I have so many questions. It is not a deep dive. I've gone down and uh, I know that there's quite a debate there. So that is, maybe that's an episode that I will do. But if you are someone who really believes in it and can educate me on it, I would love to talk to you about it because that would be fun. But all that to say, 
I am, um, other than the weird weather and the bout with vertigo, it was a great Christmas and I hope that yours was also. And randomly yesterday, today is the 27th as I record this and yesterday being the 26th, I really felt this just motivation to look forward towards the new year and get ahead of my goal setting and whatnot. I almost always am traveling in the month of January, which really sets things up for like a funky start. Um, I mean, I know that's an excuse that I'm giving myself, but I mean, I'm always, usually we go to Hawaii in January with my company and we're, do, we're going to Miami instead this year just because of all the COVID restrictions. It's tricky to get to Hawaii these days. So we're going to Miami and and it's just, it's hard to wrap my head around, you know, starting a, a cleanse or like getting focused on my health or something when I know I'm about to travel because let's be honest, I'm not going to be on my best behavior nutritionally or, you know, I will drink wine, I'm sure, you know, like all the things that you, most people are like, I'm not doing that. And you have the best luck when you first get started on a goal. My January is always interrupted. And so I feel like I never quite get to goal setting for my year in the way that I want, or I guess maybe stepping into my goals or stepping into my habits until February because January is disrupted. And so I don't try to set myself up for unrealistic goals, right? But this year, for whatever reason, on the 26th, I woke up and I was like, I am motivated. And these are the things that I want to focus on in 2022. And I'm ready for a new year and I'm super excited. And you guys, I have to say, as burdensome as 2020 and 2021 were for all of us, and I'm not denying that, 2021 and both years, truly, for our family, were pretty normal and great. I really, other than the added burden of dealing with, you know, the beginning of 2020, the stress of not knowing what the heck was going on, adding in masking, then fighting the masking. I mean, 2020 was pretty dumb. I'll be honest. There was like a lot of things. It wasn't bad personally for us. Like we fared fine. All things were great. Um, especially as I've mentioned before, because we already were homeschooling. So that was like no change there. Um, we, both my husband and I already work from home. So no change there. Like Tennessee was pretty mild in terms of the lockdown and restriction. We actually never sheltered in place or any of that. So we were pretty well just kept living our married lives, but there was some other additional factors that made 2020 a little annoying. 2021, basically everything went back to normal for us. And other than traveling, which we used to do so very much of, and we have way scaled back on that in the last two years. Other than that, everything was great. It was a great year for our family. I have no, I'm not, I don't look back and go, gosh, I just can't wait for this to be over. In so many ways it is over for us. I realize that's not the case for everybody. I'm not being braggy, just reflecting as I'm sure you are on my year. And I just sent out a newsletter this morning. So if you are not on my newsletter, please, please go to gainingmyperspective.com and you will get a pop-up screen or it's right there on the front landing page to e give me your email and pop into my newsletter. I try to send a newsletter once a month, but I sent one yesterday or today, and then the time before that was September. So I'm not very good at it, but I'm, my goal is to get back to at least once a month. I did pretty good, probably like 80% in 2021, 90% maybe. 
that's my goal. So I'm not going to be annoying to you, but I do want to just keep you in the loop about what things are new with me and just give you some questions to ponder and all that good stuff and keep you up to date with my, my blog and, and podcast and whatever else is going on. And if you are one of my subscribers, or if you become one of my subscribers, once I finish my project I'm currently working on, which is called a devotional for a divided nation, it'll be a 60 day devotional. Uh, I am working on it currently. I'm almost halfway done. I'm super excited, but my goal for launch is the beginning of March because that is the anniversary of my book launch from this, this 2021 year. Um, so I'm like, that'll be my goal is to get that out by then. So if you are a subscriber to my newsletter, you get the first five days for free. And then you have the opportunity once you've tasted it, see if you like it to get the rest of it as an ebook for, I don't know, a couple bucks, whatever. So I hope that you will get, get on my e newsletter, my email newsletter by going to gainingmyperspective.com and maybe you'll tell a friend because that would be really great. The, apparently that's super important for a writer to have an, a newsletter and like emails. So help me out. Thanks guys. All that to say, I just sent out a newsletter this morning about reflecting on your year and recognizing specifically kind of these two questions as guides. What were the things I grew intentionally in my life this past year? And what are the things that I wish I would have focused on or I wish I would have grown in? What are those two areas, right? Because that will oftentimes give you just enough reflection where you don't have to go super deep and be remorseful or I should have, could have, would have. Just some guidance of like, what are some things that I can walk into a new year being intentional about? I am a very big, giant fan of goal setting. However, in the last years, two years, I would say, God has really put on my heart to like surrender a little bit of that because I am such a three. I am such an achiever and I, I just really hold tightly to goals. And I can, I used to say I suffer from strive because I am very, I get very, very married to what I'm trying to do. And I can be a little bit self-sacrificing in other areas of my life to achieve the thing that I set in, a, in another area of my life, if you will. And I really, I read the book Cultivate and I can't remember the author, but I will link it in the show notes. I read the, the book Cultivate early this year, maybe even the end of 2020. And it was such a good book for me to just be more general with my goals and to think more about what do I want to cultivate in my life? What are, what are areas of my life, my life I want to grow in? And, you know, that gives you a little bit of a higher perspective and not so much of a finite target to shoot at, but it really gives you just that element of intentionality. And I think that's really important when we're looking at our life and we want to be always growing because if you're not growing, if you're not learning, you're dead, right? So I think that there's so much lack of fulfillment in our lives as we get older, that we hit those um, crises, the midlife crisis, or even this generation that's coming into adulthood now is the most depressed and medicated generation because we're either doing one of two things. We have no goal, no life, you know, very low expectations of ourselves and of our lives, which makes us depressed, or too high. We're, we're, so many expectations are put on us by ourselves, by our parents, by the world, by our culture, that we just are constantly feeling like a failure, right? So oftentimes it feels like one of two extremes. And God really was you know, putting it on my heart over the last two years to just surrender a little bit of, of that, you know, burden 
and to just focus on him and focus on the, the things that last because so few things last. Um, I've always been somebody who sets really specific goals in my business. I think that's important. And yet, it, I, no title, I, I don't have any intention of putting my title or my awards or my achievement or my bank account, like my highest paycheck on my gravestone. Just don't plan to do it. So like really in the end, how much will those things truly matter? And how long will those things last? Now, my kids and our relationship and what they think of me or what they think of themselves because of me, that will last beyond me, right? That will be important and I should prioritize that and I should honor and steward that that responsibility well, right? Same with my marriage. If my marriage is failing, if I am not married five years from now, one year from now, 20 years from now, if I don't prioritize it, if I am not intentional walking in it, then I'm taking it for granted and how good will it be, you know, in that time frame? If I'm putting it to the wayside, if I'm prioritizing some other area of my life. And so the book Cultivate just helped shift my perspective, gaining my perspective, right? To how can I be more general where I can choose a goal or a target that really serves me in all areas of my life. And this brings me to the idea of choosing a single word as a target point for what you want to cultivate in your life, right? And that can be, I'm sure you've heard of this, you know, choosing one word. There's several books about it. There's a load of, I'm not the only podcast that's going to talk about this one word for your year. However, I've done it now for probably five years straight where I've been really intentional in choosing the word and then really intentional with keeping the word at the forefront of my mind throughout the whole year as something that I want to cultivate in my life. Um, And I will say I'm very prayerful over it and I, I am very open to God leading me in that and switching my word on me or what have you. So the last three years, these are the words I can remember. Well, not the last three years, but 2020, what's funny is at the very beginning of 2020, I thought that my word was going to be self-control and I came into, or self-discipline, I forget which one, self-discipline or self-control, which when I told my husband that, he really laughed at me because he said, you are the most self-disciplined person I know. Like, it's so funny that you would choose a word like that where you've really already mastered that in your mind and in your life. I am very, I am a very, very disciplined person. If I say I'm going to do something, it's as good as gold. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through. I'm going to complete it for the most part, right? Very little exceptions to that. And I love that about myself. I think that's important. I think that's called integrity and we take that for granted and we should do more of it, right? So before COVID, this was already my shtick, right? <laughs> my self-discipline. And my husband was like, that's kind of a funny word because I feel like you've already you know, cultivated that in your life, but like, okay. And honestly, I had a very specific way that I wanted that word to serve me. So again, I'm kind of going against my own guidance here by narrowing in on one area of my life. And if I, you know, now looking back, I'm like the word self-discipline at that season in my life really was only going to serve me in one area. It wasn't going to be something that would generate more discipline in other areas of my life because I already had a lot of discipline and all that to say, I was sure that was my word. And I remember showering sometime early January and God told me your word is less (laughs) in 2020. 
And what that's just a very different word than self-discipline. It's a very different idea. I had not, I, that's how I know it was from God because it was not in my heart or head at all. Um, it's a weird word to choose as a lens to look through your, you know, look at your life. Like I, there's so much negativity around the word less, right? Like who wants less, right? I want more, I want abundance. So less was just so funny. But I knew immediately when Holy Spirit put that on my heart, what that meant and why that needed to be my word and why that was going to serve me so critically much. Because I came to the end of 2019 like fumes, just fumes. I just feel like I gave 187% in 2019 to everything and just didn't feel like I was making any progress. Like I felt again, suffer from strive. I was striving in my own strength, striving in my own strength, absolutely not seeking God in anything about anything. Just knowing I know best. I know what you would have me do. Let me just do it. Just step aside God and I'll do it. Right. That was kind of my mentality in 2019. And wouldn't it, it's just so funny I wish I could remember what word I had in 2019. Maybe it'll come to me, but it wasn't serving me or maybe it was for that season or what have you. But when I heard the word less, I knew that's exactly what I need. I need to have my yes be my best. And I was at the point where I was saying yes to everything. I was so stretched thin. I was trying to finish my book, right? Um, in 2019, I, I kind of had started rewriting it because it went through two entire write, you know, rewrites. So I was still working on writing it. I was still building my business with 187%. I was homeschooling my children. I was starting a marriage ministry at my church. We were, and then we changed churches and we were driving to Nashville for church, which is an hour and some minutes every Sunday and back. Um, so I just felt like I was so overcommitted. I also was doing speaking engagements and I was training online and doing classes online for a group back in Nevada. I, I just was so overcommitted. And so in 2020, when the Lord told me that my word was to be less, I knew exactly what he meant. And oh my goodness, when you know, March of 2020, if y'all remember, <laughs> is when we all got a little dose of less. All of a sudden, my calendar cleared, right? Like everything that I had planned to do in 2020, for the most part, at least in the first half of the year, was taken off my calendar. All my trips, all my scheduling, all my speaking, everything was canceled and done. And all I had was to be at home, be present with my kids, be present with my spouse, and just less, just less. And I apologized all year long because I was like, you guys, my word was less. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for it to affect everybody. Didn't mean for it to affect everybody, but it certainly blessed me, even though that was a crisis year. And I just told you it wasn't the best year ever. I was annoyed by so much of it. It certainly allowed me to stop the strive cycle, step off, surrender more, get away from fear, get away from doing it in my own strength and really just focus on fewer things and giving my very best to fewer things, right? So as we came into uh, 2021, I was just so feeling absolutely um, like that word totally served me. So I really, really sought the Lord on, on my word at the beginning of 2021, Lord, what will it be? And he gave me the word connect. And there's actually tests you can take online 
to see what word might be a good one for you. But I had already been given the word connect. And so when I took the test and the test told me my word was connect, that's how I knew, all right, my word is connect. Which again, it, it, took, it took the word less and what I had learned in 2020 one step further in the direction of I needed to strip away. 2020 was stripping away. 2021 was stepping back into cultivating, right? The, uh, you have to first till the ground before you can plant. 2020 was tilling the ground. 2021 was planting the seeds. And so I was able to connect with God. That was my number one priority. I committed to reading through the Bible in a year. I committed to doing um, a study on my own personal time of the Bible, as well as the study that I lead. I just was like, I am going to connect in to my faith and to God. I also you know, was intentional about connecting with my husband, doing date nights, putting time aside on the calendar for us to have conversations, watch a movie together, what have you, and then connect with my kids, putting boundaries around my time with them. That meant homeschooling, being very, very firm with my boundaries around homeschooling, and then also scheduling specific time for me and my kids to go do things, right? Go have experiences that were not related to something else that just had to do with me and the kids, just us being together, right? So that was my goal. That served me, cultivated so much of what I wanted to cultivate, and I can absolutely see and feel the fruit in at the end of this year as I look back. So Usually I feel like I settle on my word in the month of January because I am not really focused on the new year until after my trip is done in January. But for whatever reason, even before Christmas this year, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that this year my word would be faith coming into 2022. And I know that is like the most cliche word you can pick in so many capacities. But I'm going to tell you, I knew immediately that's exactly it. That is exactly what I need. Because this year I have moved away from striving in certain capacities, but also moved into if I know everything, and this is where this podcast was born, if I know everything, then I cannot be afraid. If I know everything, then I can educate other people about it. If I know everything, then I have some sort of control in an uncontrollable freaking world right now. And God is really wanting me to step out of that. Don't worry, I'm not ending this podcast and I still plan to read the news and all that and be in the know. But just surrender it and and instead of it inspiring in me this sense of now I am in some way controlling the information just because I have it, because I know it, because I can answer questions, because I feel confident about what I know. That's not the whole thing. The whole thing is that plus then saying, God, you know best. God, even if, and I know I did this podcast and you guys need to go back and listen, I'll link it. Even if the worst case scenarios come to pass, even if we are only at the beginning of what is going to be terrible in our country, which may be the case, even if I'm in, I will follow you. I will trust you. I will put my full and final faith in your word, your way, your plan, your will for my life because I trust it is good. I will put my faith fully and entirely in your authority to change things in the natural should you choose to change them. I do not have to believe the evidence of what I see in the natural. 
I never do. I need to grow my faith in this department, right? But that's not the only place I need to grow my faith. I am just kind of struggling myself with some health issues. Also, I need to have faith for healing. I need to have faith and confidence and not fear because I'm afraid in certain ways to walk down certain paths just because of what it might reveal or what I might have to change or what I might have to do. Or, you know, sometimes that stuff can be just like, you're not sure what's, where it's going to lead or how long of a process it's going to be. And so I do nothing. So I sit still and I do nothing and I ignore it and don't talk about it. So I need to have faith that whatever is revealed, it was always part of his plan. It is not a surprise to him. He knows and he is going to use it for my good no matter what it is, right? But I need to be, um, I'm not someone who's afraid. So when I say this, I don't mean to say it this way, but I need to just not be afraid. I need to be willing to look anything square on and go, uh, whatever, like this only is if he says it is, right? I don't have to believe in what I see here. So these are specific areas that I'm like, those are totally things that I want to cultivate in my life. I also want to have faith in myself. I want to have faith in my leadership. I want to have faith in this path before me with this podcast, with my blog, with my speaking, whatever God has for, for that. It's very hard. I've done it before. But it is very hard to start something from nothing <laughs> and, and try to get it to grow and not rush it and have it be authentic and not compromise. It's really hard. And so you have to have just immeasurable amounts of faith at the beginning of any journey like this. And so I need to increase in that capacity that because he called me to it, he will equip me and he will equip it and it will be whatever he has it to be, whatever his plan is for this, for this podcast, for anything that I'm doing in my life and giving my time and energy and effort into. I need to have faith in that. I need to have faith in the process. I need to have faith in my husband and his his passions because he's stepping out in faith in his work life. And we need to be all in on the faith on that. And, you know, just faith again in, in our ability as a married couple to take that on and still stay connected and still prioritize our children. I need to have faith in my ability to parent as my children get older and as I have to face and conquer harder things like the Santa thing in our last podcast. I hope you give that a listen. I need to have faith in that. I need to grow in faith in that because I have a 10-ager right now. And I can just tell things are shifting and this is a new stage for my daughter that she's entering into and I need to rise to that challenge. I need to be, you know, in tune with what she needs and, and Holy Spirit's guidance and all of those things. I sense we're entering a new stage as mom and dad. So I need to have faith in that. I need to lean into that. I need to be intentional with my prayer life and, and just expand in that. So there's a million ways how faith is not just going to be a cliche, but it's going to be an intentional activator in my life in the ways that I want to cultivate things in the coming year. So I am a huge, strong believer of that. And I hope that you guys take some time to reflect and use those questions as guidance. What do I want to cultivate in my life moving forward? What did I do well last year? And what do I, what do I wish I would have focused on? What went to the wayside? Because I can always see what went to the wayside, but I don't always take a moment to champion the things that went well or, you know, celebrate, wow, I really did cultivate that or I really did focus on that this year. So I also could tell yesterday as I started to get out my planner and, you know, start to write down some goals and schedule some things out, I started to feel some anxiety about it, which is weird. That is uncommon for me. I, I usually thrive in this and love this, but it was just, a, a again, 
being in tune with myself and recognizing what is causing me to feel this way, praying over that and just stepping back and, and putting it down and surrendering it instead of just striving through it, pushing through it, I can celebrate the former me would have absolutely ignored that feeling. The former me would have been like, in my own strength, I will do this. You know, the, I'm, I'm feeling anxiety and that is fear and therefore it is from the enemy and ignore that and blah, blah, blah. That very well may be true. I do believe that anxiety is from the enemy, but I also believe there's certain things that we can recognize. Why am I feeling like this? Why, how is the enemy getting to use this? And how can I really focus on what is he, what is God trying to tell me and what is the enemy trying to trick me into, right? So just taking those moments and being conscious as you walk through this process of hearing Holy Spirit, just listening to yourself. What do I need? What do I not need? What feels right? What what can I focus on? So I hope you guys will take some time this week to do that and reflect and think. And I would love to hear your words. So please email me, wendycunningham at protonmail.com. Email me your words. Tell me your story. I want to hear it. I want to talk to you. I hope this helps. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would be our guide as we walk into this reflection period of learning about ourselves over the last year or two, reflecting, having things revealed to us, areas where we can celebrate our growth and also areas where we we want to refine in the future. We want to focus on, we want to pull out and cultivate more of. Lord, just guide us as we search for um, some general goals and also some specific words to use as our lens that we can look through and, and focus on all the areas of our life to just cultivate a deeper connection with you, a deeper connection with our purpose, our passions, our family, those around us, and, and you know, everything else in every other capacity. Lord, just be our guide. Let us hear you. In your son's name, we pray. Amen.